Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, guys. As you can see by Bryce and these guys over here. And as you can hear, hopefully, as soon as people start talking. Well, you can hear Bryce's laugh. Say something. No. Something. Oof. Crisp. We are officially back. We we have the setup. Thank you guys for hanging in there once again. I know I said it on the last episode, but it does mean a lot that you guys just hung in there and picked it right back up where... <laughs> We left off. Um, before we get into this and we give these two idiots <laughs> over here a chance to regain themselves, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsor of today's episode, Bet Online. With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And once again, thank you to our sponsors of today's episode, Bet Online. You guys can use that welcome code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus. Make sure you check it out pretty cool people we are back like we said before with the mics and the the soundboard but you know who else is back is the boys monday january 15th was their first day back at osceola heritage the training facility that we use out there uh mostly everybody did come back we saw a couple couple of the lads overseas with international teams and then one notable name not there was martin ojeda um still dealing with paperwork and visa issues didn't Facundo have that last year too, or was that when we first signed him? Because I feel like at one point <coughs> he wasn't back until like a week before the season. Yeah, I it could have been him, or was it Ojeda last year too? I don't think he. Would he go? I guess you only have a work visa for. Uh, it's, it's possible, but I feel like we always have these issues beginning of the season. Then everybody it gets down. Close to the season starting, everybody's like, oh, is it going to be fixed? Is he going to be here? And then they're always here. So I feel like this is the first year where you can be like, mm, no, let's just take a chill pill. Club will get it worked out. Whatever government agency they got to work with uh, will be fine. So Hayden will be back in time. Yeah, it's sounding like he will be back this week, actually. Later in the week, he should be back with the team training here in Orlando. Um. Two players that did get new contracts and apparently did get all their paperwork worked out ahead of time are Ivan Angulo and Wilder Cartagena. We've talked about that on the podcast, but those boys, they're officially full-on Lions now for the first time. No parent club, no ties to anybody else. They are here fully. Um, looked good, obviously. It's kind of been a short offseason compared to what we're used to what we're used to here but i feel like it's kind of good though coming off of the year that we had last year just to kind of pick up like all right you get a couple of months to rest get yourself right get your get yourself physically in the place that you need to be and then like let's just pick up right where we left off 100 percent. i mean barring that uh columbus game i feel like we're in the it was columbus yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
aside from that game, I mean, we were hot for two or three months ish. Yeah. So it's kind of like I kind of want to just go back straight into things, mm-hmm. considering how we kind of finished off the season. Yeah, I mean, and I f- I feel like I said it here on the pod. I may not have, but I definitely said it the night we were watching the final. In reality, the we we may feel biased here, but I feel like objectively you can look at it and just see the MLS Cup like that that final game was played here in Orlando. Like two best teams in the in the playoff faced off here in Orlando and unfortunately Columbus came out on top, but you know, nobody else really gave them any trouble throughout the entire playoff run other than us. So that's just my way of looking at it. Maybe a little salty, but yeah, the two best teams you could say played in Orlando, but obviously we weren't on that day at least the better team. Uh, you mentioned previously that the off season was a little bit shorter. I remember seeing uh, a quote from Robin Janssen on an article by Mike Gramajo. Robin said it, it was perfect. And years before, there were times where the off season would be two months or three, and that's a little bit too long. Competition is coming quickly this year, so we have to be ready. But at the same time, we have to take care of ourselves and have a great buildup to the season. So offseason shortened, but maybe that keeps the guys in shape a little bit better. In the offseason, you can go out and then you can pull a patty pimblet and just just eat food and then mm-hmm. come back and, and work hard in camp. But in this type of offseason, it's a little bit shorter. It doesn't give you as much time to get off your training regiment. And then you come back in training and you're still – uh, well, not tip-top shape, but you're still close to being in tip-top shape so you can get to working on tactics rather than conditioning a little bit sooner than you would in normal uh, preseason training camps. Yeah, probably, like you said, a little less work to get back to that point where you want to be. Uh, speaking of Mike Ramajo, um he posted a couple of key points on Twitter, and then he also had that article, kind of went through both but the key points that he posted on on Twitter, we talked about Ojeda still handling his paperwork. Um, OCB manager Martin Perelman is with the first team now. Um, with the um, Jose Mabazan stepping away, um, yeah. um, we're seeing him get potentially a promotion. From within the club, Oscar said, "You know, you you kind of build a culture here. It's working, and you saw his success at the OCB level. So obviously, the next step is him to take that step into the first team. Um, so yeah, it seems like he is going to be with the first team this upcoming season. He's going to take Jose Mas' place. Um, and then the other thing that he posted is that Oscar said that the team is open-minded about where Facundo will play, whether that be in the midfield and on the wings. They're going to kind of feel things out. Um, other thing that he said, he's quoted in the article saying, we need to look for a center back to replace Antonio Carlos and other pos- other positions that will give us depth on the roster. Um, he goes on to say, and I'm not quoting him here, but they're taking their time because obviously every move is important, every signing that you make. So, that's giving me some optimism. He clearly sees we did just did a Patreon video about um, depth in each spot and, you know, our ratings and stuff like that. We all kind of got worried going through that because we've got some serious holes in this roster that need to be filled, but clearly they see that and they're looking to address it. Definitely do to our Patreon video. 
Oh uh, yeah, no, obviously they were in here two days ago. They got a bug somewhere. Time traveling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Time traveling. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we kept the main pieces of our roster, and we've lost a few pieces that have made our depth sh- like <coughs> go down, and it's not as strong as it was before the off season. But as long as they're acknowledging it and working on it i this front office this management team has not let us down since coming in and taking over so it's good to hear it's nice to know that they at least acknowledge that we need re- not rep- well, i guess you can say replacements in those depth positions you lose junior urso you lose mauricio pereira we're down what do we say we have technically three midfielders not counting attacking midfielders with Wheeler Cartagena, uh, Felipe Martins, and Cesar Araujo. Yeah, you can kind of stick Dagger Dan in the midfield, but he was our starting right back, so you don't want to lose that. And if you only have three uh, midfielders for those six to eight positions, then you have a problem, especially playing in possibly three competitions plus one League's Cup that's kind of separate. But with three competitions possibly running at the same time, you need depth, especially in the midfield. And that is something that needs to be addressed. They're already looking to fix it, so that's good from them. Well, we did see us sign one uh, sign a replacement in Nico Lodero. Um, his first day with the team today, first day with the boys out there, first day with Oscar and our whole coaching staff. Um he looked fit from what we saw. You know, he looks in shape. He looks like he's been working hard this offseason to keep keep fit, keep his fitness up so he can come in here. Obviously up there in age, so we'll see what he can do. But, you know, optimistic about what he's going to provide to this team this upcoming season, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not in a permanent starting role in that 10 spot. <clears throat> right. If that happens, we got other problems that we have to readdress. Yeah, we'll find ourselves in the same spot that we were in last season. That's for sure. Yeah, not a great one, but kind of semi-worked. I mean, you got to keep in mind, Oscar said that he's open to wherever Facundo will play. Right. So there may be a chance that Lodero won't start. Facundo takes the 10 spot like he did the shirt, and we see Lodero kind of come on 65-plus to kind of close out the game and just bring some um, assurance leadership that's what i'm looking for thought you're gonna say pizzazz <laughs> no <laughs> don't know that why. too maybe uh, you never know 34 year old uruguayan a little sprinkle of pizzazz jazz hands <laughs> well like you said facundo taking the new shirt facundo has also signed a new contract with the club a three-year deal through 2026 with option years in 2027 and 2028 um Obviously, something we needed to get done. He's our player. He's he's the guy that we're we're building around. Didn't want to lose him, so nailing him down to a new contract at least um, keeps him here. And then also we had a release clause put into this contract. I can't remember if it was said how much or if we know, but having guaranteed money of somebody coming in and being like, we want this guy. We can literally turn to him and be like, this is the amount, and if you're not going to pay it, then. Um, 
79 appearances, 72 starts over two seasons, 27 goals, 16 assists. That's not bad. Those are numbers. It's not bad at all. I don't remember seeing or hearing anything about the release clause number. I don't I think so. No, it's not clear yet. But there was a release clause put in? Yes, yes. There, is a, there is a release clause in the contract. Heard. I I fully missed that. I read that article and I missed it. So, fair play. Better to have one in there than not. Yep. Like I said, it kind of just gives you that number that you can just kind of be like, Go pay it. You it's get, there. We're not we're not listening to you until you say yes that you have this money. Like there's no conversations to be had. So somebody else that did get a new contract, the homegrown lad, Mikey Holiday. Twenty years old, we just were talking about on the Patreon episode. To the uh two year contract with option years in twenty twenty six and twenty twenty seven. So contract through twenty twenty five. Good piece to have. Yeah, I mean, exciting. Yeah, exciting player, young, a lot of potential. Glad to see him get, you know, his hard work pay off and get rewarded with a new contract. I think that's something that we needed to see happen with Petrasso going out on loan to Italy, which was a decision in and of itself. If we would have let Holiday manage to leave somehow or I don't know, maybe slip down to OCB, that would – don't even know why I said that. It's not going to happen. But we needed that depth in the fullback spot. So to re-sign him, if one of the midfielders gets hurt and then Dagger Dan has to go play in that midfield role, I think having Holiday locked into a new contract is very good backup. Like you said earlier, you said he's more of an out-and-out right back who just likes to get up and down that sideline. He's not going to fill into that midfield spot like Dagger Dan does. But, again, out and out right back, 20 years old, can only get better, is a very good piece to have if something does happen. Yeah, I mean, he's only 20 years old. He can definitely, maybe not perfect it, but he can definitely learn to kind of play the same way that Dan can. A couple years, maybe he can figure that out. But I'm just kind of glad that we tied him down. It maybe shows his mentality a little bit. Because you see Petrasso going out on loan as a backup, you know, you say, you think, why doesn't he kind of stay and try to fight for that um, that starting spot? Now with Mikey, he signed to a two-year deal with uh, two option years. Maybe he'll try to fight uh, Dan for that starting right-back spot. Maybe he does learn how to kind of play that same way. I think one thing Mikey gives us is just, like, a difference in, like, tactics, like how you play with him. And throughout games, maybe one defense you're going to go up against, you're going to need that out-and-out right back, or you're going to need Thorhalson to come in the midfield and overload it. So just nice to have options at a position, unlike our left-back situation. <laughs> yeah, it makes us multidimensional, I agree. It, Like you said, I mean, you're not necessarily going to want to play with two inverted fullbacks and people flying up and down the wings when you go against and go and play against, you know, Fort Lauderdale and people that have those creative players and stuff like that. You may want to play a more traditional 4-4-2 or something like that. So he gives you that option. It's definitely great to have. He's uh he's made some appearances with the national team, the uh the youth national team, so he's obviously his stock is rising. 
he's improving year after year. So like Dave said, I'm I'm excited to see him stay here and fight to try to, you know, prove himself to this team and to this fan base that he is who we all think he can be. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the guys that weren't at training camp, but that's because they're doing in the in training camp the first day. Um <laughs> That's because they're doing things abroad right now. We'll go ahead and start off with our number nine in Duncan McGuire. He is in the January camp with the U.S. men's national team fighting to win that uh, roster spot for those late January friendlies, correct? Or is it February? We play Slovenia January 20th. Okay. So. George Brickley. David? David. Oh, fuck. Where did you get George from? George. <laughs> George. <laughs> So you said January 20th. So then, yeah, then there's not another one till March, so that'll be a totally different camp. Obviously, great to see Duncan get some hard work rewarded with the uh, call up to the national team. I think if if nothing else, it's great experience for him to be in another team with the camp. Obviously, Greg Beerholder isn't a great, you know, manager, but just him being around different types of players and different systems just makes him a more Diverse player. Yeah. I, I was going to say, <coughs> I don't want him anywhere near Greg, personally, because he likes to ruin everything he touches. But it's true. Well, we'll talk a little bit more <coughs> about Greg at the end of this episode. We got a little U.S. men's national team treat for you guys. Sure. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of glad that Duncan's there. It kind of gets. It's news to me. Go you, ahead. You'll figure it out. Heard. <laughs> Heard. I'm glad Duncan's on the national team. I feel like it's been a not a long time coming, but we could definitely see it happening somewhat soon. Um, and it also gets him a little exposure um, overseas. Some national team coaches, you know, may talk to some club coaches that are from that country or whatnot. <laughs> hands, hands the fuck off. Unless you got a lot of money. At some point, there's going to be a point in time where he may – Take a jump overseas. It's gonna be Daryl two point Yeah. As much as we don't want it to happen, if it's the trajectory th is headed that way. If it's in the best inter interest of the player, we're not really who are we to stand in the way of his development as as a player to become the best he can be. Obviously we need some money for it, we need some compensation. And I mean it's not like he already doesn't have looks. Now it's just kind of broadening the looks that he gets. I've heard we're in contract talks with them yeah we are switching him from that rookie contract or college to pro contract from it just being a um what's it called gam fam no nah, like a a contract yeah just like a option a club op a, a club option mm -hmm. yearly to An a more yeah like official guaranteed contract, contract. Mm -hmm. guaranteed so money. hopefully that gets across the line here soon I, I don't see why I wouldn't, personally. You know, I think he wants to be here currently. He wants to get the best, you know, move that he can get, obviously. So getting more time in a team, you know, maybe summer we see him leave, maybe after the season in next January. But I think we'll we'll see the time come. Send him to West Brom. West no. Brom, no. West, no. Uh, West Brom gives us 8 mil plus Brandon Thomas' Sunday. I don't want to see his career ruined. DK back. At that point. But they played DK and Duncan together. That and would be filthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what then I'm saying. they're cooking over there. And we, and we have Thomas Asante. 
Hey, I'm good with that. We're fine. I'm good That's with that. That's our left mid-sorted right there. Striker. He plays up top? Mm, yeah. But he plays out left. Southford City boy. You can do both then. All right. So the other, one of the other uh, players that was away on international duty, Zagger Dan Thor Hollinson with the Icelandic national team. And the uh, the lad made an appearance in the last match. Guess where he played at? Oh, I know this one. He definitely was in goal. No, location. Top. Iceland. No, no. Location. I'm talking about player. Oh. No, position. Sorry. Oh. Dumbass. <laughs> 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 All right. So I was you... fat. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're fat shaming on this channel now? No. Oh, oh, oh then what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, an <coughs> abbreviation. Yeah. Fuck. Around. <laughs> things. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryce, what position? What position? Right back. Good. Iceland is learning. Yep. He uh he made the start at the right back position for them. So Oscar obviously found something, discovered it in him, and now everybody else is like, hey, you know what? This guy's actually pretty fucking good at that spot. I will take it. If he's getting consistent minutes in his national team, playing as a right back, it can't hurt. So more consistency for him, more minutes. And then he comes back, and, well, he's better. Then the last lad, kind of want to give him his own little special shout-out here. Uh, Cesar Ararujo. What a lad. Captaining the U23 Uruguay side, managed by the great Marcelo Bielsa to a 4-1 thrashing of Paraguay. The lad... It's kind of hard to find information on this match because it wasn't friendly. But from everything that I've seen, the lad went out there, did us Orlando City fans proud. He put in a showing. He captained that team well. Game that saw a red card for each team kind of got a little hectic. But obviously the, the Uruguayan team came out on top. So South American football. <laughs> Congratulations to Cesar. Obviously, it's it means something when somebody like Marcelo's recognizing it and giving you that he made his debut for the U23 team um, as a captain. So that's something in and of itself right there. So he's got a bright future. We love to have him here and great to see him making moves overseas. I have to start watching out for moves for him mm -hmm. at some point soon too. If he's getting call-ups first team or forced first time in the national team and he's captaining that side then yes, big, bright future. I think it might just be the U23 team. Yeah, well, it's, I, I had that in mind saying it, but yeah. So, speaking about moves from overseas, kind of talked a little bit about Greg Beerholder earlier. Um, depending on when this gets posted, it'll be within the past couple of days. We've seen some crazy news out of Italy. The great one has been sacked by Roma. Incredible, incredible news. Never th thought things we never thought we'd hear. But hey, we're here, and well, you know what they say: when life gives you lemons, you bring make, Jose home. Bring, 
<laughs> bring Jose to Stanford Bridge for him. Not anymore. Bring him to the United States. I pick him as a national team, man. We're just gonna be Brexit ball, but hey, you you think it's not better than what we have already? Yeah, no, I never said it wasn't. So I'll take it. He's previously gone on the record and said that he wants to come to America and help this game progress and grow the sport here. Now, in what capacity, we don't know. Obviously, we've never really explored it because that guy's been doing his thing over there in Europe and hasn't even looked back. I feel like now is the time when we could potentially see him maybe make that move to America if he's ready for it. Is that him coming to the MLS to manage his team? a team? Is that him coming to the U.S. men's national team? We don't know. But we are talking about a serial winner. We're talking about a two-time Champions League winner. Talking about a three-time Premier League winner. Two-time Europa League winner. One-time Europa Conference League winner. Copa del Rey winner. Four-time Leagues Cup winner. like, And somehow almost managed to bring Spurs a trophy. Which that in itself is an accomplishment. So yeah, we talk about the trophies, but like we can move on to the win percentages. A seventy-one percent win percentage at Madrid, fifty-nine percent win percentage at Chelsea. Chelsea. A fifty-eight percent win per- win percentage at Man U. United. Spurs. A fifty-two percent win percentage. Shit. That's a, lot, that's a lot for them. At Spurs, we're talking one point eight points per match averaged. At Spurs. Then got sacked before a final. The closest they've been in the past four decades to winning a trophy. Spurs will be Spurs. That's what I have to say. So, worst stats he's had in his entire career, but not necessarily his fault, but because of the club that he's managing. Roma, 49% win percentage, 1.7 points per match. 138 matches, 68 wins, three, 30 draws, and 40 losses. Also won the Conference League con- conference league final and brought them to the Europa League final last yep. year, too. So, Damn. got on my soapbox about Jose Mourinho all to say, Oscar, we love you. Sorry, buddy. It's time for you to go. Bring me Jose. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bring me... I don't care. Do it. No, I'm I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding because it's like every single MLS team has to be like. Sorry, Jesus. I just saw. I saw the red. <laughs> um, every single MLS team has to kind of be like, as a front office, being like, could we do this? I think the only MLS side that has a vacancy on that head in the manager role is Minnesota currently. All the other clubs have brought someone in. Colorado brought in Chris Armas. But Minnesota has that role, but does Jose Mourinho want to go to Minnesota? Right. No. But you see it in the NFL, right? Like, currently, this year is ridiculous. In the NFL, we have this Hall of Fame, potentially, coaching carousel that we have going on with Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh coming into the conversation, Nick Saban stepping down at Alabama, potentially could be in a conversation. Fucking Bill. Mike Tomlin. Like, every single coach right now is kind of in the hot seat. And it's like... you potentially say the same thing for the the mls you know if jose were to say yeah you know what i'd like to come and coach at that level and and be an mls coach no disrespect for oscar love that guy and i'm going to back him you know what i mean he is our manager but like you you have to kind of ask that question of like could we bring this guy here could we get this deal done you have to ask the question but i feel like that'd be doing oscar so dirty resigning him 
there was the whole storyline last year, Oscar in, Oscar out. Fan base was split, and now he's back. And then you're just like, eh, sorry. <laughs> go find another, go to Minnesota. Like, that's harsh. It's doing him dirty, but, like, there's levels. Yeah. Like, yes, Oscar is one of our greatest managers of all time, but Jose is one of the, the greatest, greatest managers period. of all time. Yeah. There is there are levels to this. So, and sack potch. <clears throat> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I was going to say if Posh loses one of the next week. Besides that fact, whoever wants him has to act fast because if Chelsea loses one more game, I'm personally going to Posh's house. I'm taking him in a plane and I'm driving him to Iceland. You're driving a plane? Yeah, flying. Nice. And driving. It's a, wa- driving it's a water, water plane. <laughs> I'm driving it on the boat in the I'm done. Potch, <laughs> fuck you. You make my head hurt. Yeah, so obviously the MLS is kind of a stretch. I don't see him uh managing there, but like I said, you got to ask the question. But I mean, he it's in his own words that he could see himself he could see himself coaching a, a club team or the national team 13 years ago. Well, he said he could but see But the game's him. growing here too. He could see himself coming here to help the game grow, is what he said. That's so, after he said he can see himself coaching a club team oh, to really? help it grow. So what I would say, realistically, we should do as a nation is collectively grab Greg Berhalter and drive drive him to the coast, put him on a boat to the middle of nowhere, and offer Jose however much money he wants. Do you agree? I more than agree. I will be the first one on the petition for that movement. Can we drive him in a plane? We got to drive him. <coughs> got to drive him in a boat first, and then we can we can swim him in a plane. No, I thought we were gonna fly him in a boat. Fly him in a boat. Swim him in a plane. Technically, is a flying plane just a boat? And then skydive him underwater. That's called scuba diving. No, you scuba dive from the plane. You scuba dive from the plane and to you skydive. Sky sky okay, I'm just. I'm sorry. Did you just say isn't a flying plane just a boat? If it's on, <laughs> <laughs> if it has the little things that float on the water, at that point, it's a boat. Yeah, no, 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 a plane. A flying plane is a plane, but that's it's in acting the air. as a boat. In, in that what moment, world? listen. In that listen, moment, it's acting listen, as a boat. Listen, you can listen. fish off of a boat plane. Listen, ready? <laughs> is a flying plane a plane? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you. That's what you said. It's not a boat. I it's meant. I, I meant the water plane. There you go. But that can and that acts as a boat sometimes. So, a flying plane is just a plane. A water plane can act as a boat. That's why I said drive. But a plane that is flying <laughs> is, a, is plane. a plane. But once it's on the water, it's a boat. <laughs> but it, then it's not flying, is it? That's why I said it's a water plane. You should have clarified the first time. Fucking idiot. All right, so. Back on track, Jose. This is your pitch right there. That's what you get. Just <laughs> edit out the last three minutes. <laughs> this is how you develop soccer in the U.S. <laughs> You're right. Water planes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's... If you're U.S. soccer, you have to be doing everything you can. Like, I know you just hired Greg back, but you can hire him again. It's not going to happen. You, you can fire him, him again. again yeah. just he, would be a, oh, he wasn't fired. He'd be a great ambassador. No, he wouldn't. Who? 
No, I could see. No, I tactically, said, no. Ambassador. Ambassador. No. Ambassador for what? Rogaine? Ooh. Style. No. No. I could see him out. I take his style over. Oh, no. No. Flash. No. No. Absolutely not. This is the most style I've seen from him in a year. There's a difference. And it's because it's a red shirt. Lie. There's no, levels. There's levels, and Greg's not on that level. Well, I like to Greg's above that level. Why? Why am I just here to get shit on today? Greg dresses <laughs> like a flight attendant, a spirit flight attendant. There you go. With dresses nice like shoes. a homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in the comments, go ahead and put down in there what you guys think we should do. Does the great one come here to Orlando? Is he coming to? The men's national team, or is he not ready for that yet? And he's going to go right back to Europe and and pick up his winning ways back in the Premier League for somebody. Chelsea. Chelsea. Hey, I mean United's talking about getting rid of twelve Hog over there. So yeah, apparently if we do though, we're looking at Grand, Grand Potter, Potter. So <laughs> yes, Sir Jim. Scotland. Fuck off. United's in the bin, in the bin, United <laughs> in the bin. Oh, my bad. No, you go ahead and keep doing your little song over there. Can you get away from me? Can you fuck off? Come on. Stop it. We, <laughs> well, we were above you in the table <laughs> two days ago. That's unfortunate. <laughs> loser. Now we're not because you drew. Oh, loser. No. Well, we appreciate you all listening to today's episode. Go ahead and check the description for all our links to everything. I'm not going to sit here and list them out for you, but we do appreciate it. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and share this out to your friends and family. This is a family-friendly podcast. United in the bin, in the bin, united in the bin. And notice how they're begging for the special one to come back. On their knees. Your manager is bald. <laughs> Your manager managed Spurs. Your manager you got a Spurs man at the, at the helm. Pound Anthony. Spurs are just Anthony, Sancho, Hoyland has two goals. Pochettino. This is uh, that, that's all I need to say. Ten Hog. Pochettino. T- Trophies. Spurs. Recently. You almost bit yourself in the butt there. (laughs) You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.